All right, we're here on Layton's Loft, first issue of 2021, but Layton's not here yet. Hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, yes, Layton is here. And uh, welcome to our first episode of 2021. Yeah, this is very sure. interesting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Layton's here, Lou. Nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you, J5. I'll be right back. Talk to you later. Okay. I feel bad for J5s. It's felt like he's had a day today. So I'm going to treat him well as we go forward tonight. Welcome to Layton's Loft here. Layton getting strapped in. Yeah. What's up, Lou? How are you? Very good. Ernie saying hi. How are we doing, Ernie? What's going on? What's going on, everyone? Happy New Year. Welcome to, I don't know, did we do the music yet? Yeah, we did the music. So, J5, I'm in the office, man. You got to <laughs> get me. It's the music. It's the intro music. It's messing up the mojo. Okay, here's, here's the thing. I know now because, you know, I kind of questioned him on it when we get started. But uh, now I know I will not do the music until you show up. Great. And, you know, listen, if I'm if I'm not here, that's certainly understandable. But, you know, my, I was all excited. Uh, do you want me to play it again? I can play it again. Oh, it's all right. I got a loop on my, my phone. I'll play it later. It'll put me to sleep. <laughs> oh, man. So, Lou, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to our community. Happy Thanks New for being Year. here today. Hey, Susan. Happy New Year. What's up, Nick and Ernie, Ken, Donald, the rest of the gang. Thanks for joining us here today. What's up, Jason? The threat's here. James Ector is here. Hey, what's up, Jim? Happy New Year. So, Lou, uh, I figured this is like your, you know, it's your sport. You know it really well. Football playoffs are now established. Yes. Talk to me about who you think is going to actually be in the Super Bowl versus, hey, I'm a betting man. And you know what? They're yeah. a little bit of a dark horse, but I see the value in the bet. Because, I mean, these days, you know, I just talked to Darren Ravel on the way to the office today. Certainly his world is all about betting these days. Sure. And, um, you know, I don't immerse myself like in all the betting content. I'm more, you know, I'm a fringe guy. If I do bet, it would likely be the Super Bowl. Yep. Maybe I'll do one of those playoff pools is fun. Um, happy New Year, Rocco. But uh, I am curious, uh, you with your football knowledge, who do you think is likely to be in the Super Bowl, you know, AFC versus NFC? And then if you're betting, where do you think there's some value right now? Did Darren give you his answer? No, but I'm going to ask him later. All right. Um, well, I think Kansas City is – I still still think Kansas City is head and shoulders here. So I think they're the AFC represent, re representative, and I think they're the Super Bowl champion. Um, uh, Jacquez is I, – I, the Saints are probably still my favorite there, but Green Bay looks really good despite my misgivings about Aaron Rodgers. And, and I say that – I say that very mildly. Aaron Rodgers is a great player, but you know, I get to see what's going on. Uh, so Green Bay or the Saints in the NFC? I'm going to go. With, I'm sticking with the Saints because I think Drew's going to get it together, and I think that still think that's the best team over there. The best betting bets right now? Yeah. I wouldn't mind riding Tampa Bay. I don't know what the odds are in Tampa Bay. I haven't seen the odds yet going in here, but I wouldn't mind riding Tampa Bay here. Yeah, there's some value. He's got experience, right? Tampa's thirsty. They're hungry. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good football team, and they can get hot. And Tom's one of these guys. He's one of these uh, get on my back guys, and you know he he could he could do that to that team at that point. They took a long time to come together this year, but I mean it was Detroit. They blew up Detroit, of course, but they, they look like they've got things together. And uh, 
you know, like I said, Tom is a get on my back guy. So he's a guy who could, who could pull it off. I think. Now I didn't see the, uh, uh, or I looked very briefly. Did Seattle squeak into the playoffs? Love the uh, Seahawks. The yep. So, you know, yep. I, I don't know. I mean, to me, Russell Wilson gets hot. Uh, I'm not suggesting him as a favorite. I'm more now talking as a dark horse where there's some value. So Dougie's saying that Seattle won their division, which means they have a home playoff game. Right. Yeah. I don't know the odds are, but like, I, I, I don't know that Seattle is going to do it, but I just feel like having that home game, the ability to, uh, you know, they've been there before they have good coaching. You know, I could see them or Tampa doing it, you know, besides the obvious of Green Bay. If I had to pick a uh, an upset in the in the AFC, Baltimore has really got it going right now. Oh, yeah. Baltimore is kind of dangerous. And, and, you know, you get any weather involved here in their playoff games and their march and, you know, they could they could do some damage. They get some weather against Kansas City. I, you know, it's a pretty good team. That's a smart head coach, too, right there. And he's got good personnel. and They seem to be coming together at the right time. That would be my upset pick in the AFC. Interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, the Bills are definitely really good, but I don't think that they're quite there yet. However, anything can happen during the playoffs. Yeah, and Josh Allen has looked terrific at this point. Get into a playoff situation against good teams, and I'm not dismissing Josh Allen at all because I, I think he's come such a long way this year, and I really like him going forward as a as a, a quarterback. But this, you know, early playoff experience, he's going up against Mahomes. He's going up against Habar as a coach there. Yeah, and I think that's tough. Yeah, I know it's gonna be real tough. Um, you know, I think the Chiefs are the most exciting to watch. Uh, so, um, yeah. you know, I, for me personally, I hope that the Chiefs get there just so that there's as many games with the Chiefs as possible. Um, but, you know, I usually do one of these, like, $25. You know, the guy gets, like, a couple hundred people, and it's kind of fun. Yep. You know, it generally comes down to a tiebreaker. But, you know, it's uh, it's fun to do a little playoff pool because instead of having to bet on all the games, right. you kind of get the same enjoyment out of watching the games and following along as it goes. And, uh, you know, I haven't looked at the lines yet and stuff, but uh, I think it's fun to see where you think there could be value. And, of course, in the NFL, undoubtedly, like, there's going to be upsets. just happens. You know, you never see him coming. Like, why didn't you see it coming? It just, it just happens. There are upsets in the lower rounds, but once you get into the elite, you know, the elite teams, especially when you get a team like Kansas City, who is obviously a terrific roster. And again, I think head and shoulders above the rest of the league at this point with playoff experience and a very good coach and obviously an excellent quarterback. They don't get upset that much. They don't run into much problems. Uh, all the other teams involved here, I, I think the NFC is a total wild card. I think anybody can do it in the NFC. I know everybody likes Green Bay, uh, but I, you know, their playoff history. You know. Well, that's why I bring up the the value, because even though Green Bay, hey, they have home field, like are the Saints or Seattle or Tampa that much worse? I don't think so, especially I'm making it up. If 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 uh, Green Bay is, oh, I don't know, and, and I don't know the odds, four to one to come out of the NFC, but, you know, you can get 12 to 1 in Seattle. Like, you know what? I become a Seattle fan for a little bit. Yeah, you could throw a few bucks towards 12. Yeah, listen, by the way, we're talking, I'm going to put in like 25 bucks. I, yeah. you know, I don't, I'm not going to bet a lot of money. The Super Bowl, maybe, you know, bet a few more a few more bucks. But, um, you know, it's always fun to discuss. Um, something that we were going to try, uh, and I haven't even told Rich Miller for Sports Selectors Daily, my buddy, but I feel like it flows really well with our show. So, um, you know, I, I've, I've certainly heard uh, Tom and the gang do this on, uh, you know, his show. Um, and, uh, you know, they're, they're more doing like eBay stuff. And, you know, I, I think that uh, there's plenty to talk about with eBay. So, for example, what I like to do is 
bring up something I actually read on Sports Collectors Daily. So instead of just talking about Rich Miller's website and plugging them, hey, yep. like this this spot is sponsored by you know Sports Collectors Daily. And by the way, Rich is giving me, if I'm lucky, some Swedish fish. Um, <laughs> but you know, we'll take it. By the way, we'll yeah, take sure, it. why not? Um, so uh, this spot is brought to you by uh, Sports Collectors Daily. And if you go to their website right now, one of their you know scrolling stories across the top, they do a really nice. I'll call it, they hit upon three, four, or five points, whether it be a cool find or an auction's happening or, you know, a new deal is going down, meaning someone took an investment or I just saw a photo, uh, someone just agreed to lease someone 100,000 photos that they do photo authentication. Um, but what I want to talk about today was uh, a Lou Gehrig bat. Yes, exactly. I'm glad you brought that up. A Lou Gehrig bat was just found. And in case you need Pepto, it's right there. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to check from Pepto either. <laughs> no, but hey, you know, Pepto's a good sponsor, right? Um, yeah. They've been around a long time. But anyway, uh, that's the DeAndre Ayton rookie card preview. But um, just before that, if you back up one page, you'll see that they, like I said, Rich does, I think he writes most of these columns himself, where he does a little summary. And um, a Lou Gehrig bat, there we go. Uh, it was just discovered in the Earl Coombs uh, Yankee Hall of Famer. Um, uh, um, in his like his family possessions. It's a really interesting read. So that bat will be coming to market, heading to our friends at SCP Auctions. They're out in California, run by David Kohler. Uh, and that bat could sell anywhere from like a half million to a million bucks. Wow. Um, you know, or more, just depending on, um, you know, obviously who's bidding. Uh, but when you have a fresh Gehrig bat coming to market, not only do you have investors interested, but I do believe at a certain level, you may even have card companies interested because they'll cut it up and, you know, there may be so many thousands of pieces that come out of it. Yeah, but will they get the return and value? Because if you end up with thousands of pieces of this bat, how collectible, how valuable a, a, one of a thousand? So they may roll that out over, I'm making it up, the next 10 years products. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, okay. they're not going to put it all in one product. Makes sense. Yeah, so just uh, interesting. Check that out. What's up, Rick? Um, check that out at sportscollectorsdaily.com. Oh, what do you got here, J5? So this is a part of a collection we just purchased. This is the fifth installment from him? Three? Yeah. Three, okay. And is this the balance, or is this... Uh, fourth, sorry, fourth. Fourth? Fourth. Uh, You're sure about that? This is the remaining balance. <laughs> now, out of curiosity, G5, um, so what we have in front of us, we're going we're gonna to show off some highlights, Lou, if you want to switch camera, um, or G5 can do that. Um, this is the balance of someone's collections. We bought three other installments uh, from them before, and I was curious, G5, why, um, oh, there we go, that's kind of a fun way to do it. Why did we, or was it because they were interested in, um, you know, selling it in that, in that fashion? Why did we do it in four different uh, groups? So the gentleman um, wanted to us to go there. Okay. But unfortunately, because of COVID, we were restricted. And where is there? Uh, Vermont. Vermont. Okay. Yeah, thank you, Matt. So, hey, by the way, this is the first I'm hearing of it. G5 never brought a deal to me, Sam. So we have a deal in Vermont. You know, where? can we go? He just makes executive decisions really all over the place. I'm growing more comfortable with it, but every now and then he hits the nerve. You know? I, I would have driven in Vermont to meet somebody uh, and have a dinner. So, by the way, J5, you now have Lou, who's not only considering breaking, he might even do a deal for us. He can go to Vermont like a hop, skip, and a jump. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or if J5's coming up to Vermont, uh, I'll buy him no, dinner. The gentleman, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, I told him we can't go. Uh, but this is something that we could offer you our FedEx shipping program. 
but first test the waters sent us just a small package and uh he did he sent us two sets j5 is like magnifique at that <laughs> he he doesn't want to rush anyone like i don't know what he told jade in the first date but and we you know we won't get into that right now on camera <laughs> uh, i don't want to embarrass him yep. but uh he really i compliment you j5 uh does a really good job of making sure that folks who call us because you know we're we're really good at putting ourselves in their shoes right yep. Like, if you don't know us, even though we know we're going to pay you and we pay fair, like, it's hard to kind of dive into the deep end of the pool right? Uh, necessarily to start. So what I think you do a really good job of, especially, I mean, listen, if this was only the last part of the collection, and I know it was a decent purchase, yeah, we probably spent a bunch of money with this gentleman. But everyone in the end was comfortable. And you would say, hey, well, like, was it a waste? because we had to give our FedEx number and we had to endure the shipping charges. The one thing I would say is, Lou, when we go and we hit the road, it costs real money to be out of the office. J5 has lavish taste. He won't just stay at like a three-star hotel. You know, you're saying you'll take him to dinner now. You don't realize like what he eats. So, you know, we actually, we're still ahead, even though we've given out the FedEx, you know, number several times for this. Um, it's, it's kind of interesting. It'll, it'll be on our blog, uh, most likely at justcollect.com slash blog. Hey, what's up, Chris? How are you? Well, my son's got a, a meal card at UVM, so we can eat, we could eat big at UVM. Oh, I used to like going to the dining hall. That was fun. <laughs> Matt, Nick, what do I just agree about? I don't know. I don't know if he's laughing at me and making fun of hey, me. What's up, Chris? Coe? Happy New Year. <laughs> uh, so anyway, J5, please uh, continue. Uh, so the gentleman uh, sent out two sets from the 60s for us to evaluate. Uh, he was happy about the numbers, the way we turn out quickly. Great. Uh, and we sent him a check, tracking number. He got it. He cashed it. He was happy. He enclosed some snapshots of J5 in various different poses. Yes. Oh, wow. Uh, and then my autograph and then uh he decided you know what this works let's let's do two more sets okay so like okay but you know if you want to throw in a little bit more like yeah sure <laughs> see there's there, there's the little j5 that you see coming out <laughs> well, you can throw in a little more if you don't want if you don't mind yeah, so four Hi, pals, how are you here we are so this was number four okay so we're going to run through some of the highlights uh for me it's always fun lou because generally uh and this one i did approve uh, which was which was nice. You know, I wasn't asked, can we go to Vermont? But at least I was asked, like, can we pay this much? Um, so I appreciate that. Um, even though I see the collection on a spreadsheet, it comes to life for the first time for me when I see it in person. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, you know, to do it on camera and share it with you all while I'm looking at it for the first time, it, it's kind of, it's a fun shared experience. Hey, what's up, baby? <laughs> what's going on, Lucas? Happy to hear Okay, Nick, I just wanted to know what the joke was. That's all. <laughs> you can make fun of me all you want. I just want to get it. <laughs> Chris, I've been meaning to text you. I can't wait to talk about fractional share stuff. A lot of exciting stuff going on in the fractional share space in the hobby. If we have some time, we'll talk about it today. If not, tune in next week to The Loft. Cody's um, house. Hey, what's up, Cody? All right, so this is the first time you've seen these. Yep. This is installment number four from Vermont. So always nice to get some extra Mickey Mantles. Ooh, there we go. Nice 66. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Once again, you see it on the spreadsheet. It's just not the same. Nice. That's a nice 67 mantle. Colors seem really vibrant. Yeah. No, this is, this is a nice one. What's shaking Patrick? 69 mantle is nice. It's like it's next minute. Right. Yeah. I yeah, know it pretty is. Yellow letter. Yellow yeah. Yellow letter. That's yeah. Hard, right? No, the white letter is the harder one. But J5 is trying to, you know, it's testing me. 
Um, here's a lower grade 69. We'll give you a free pass on that one. Yep, 65 Rose. 65 Catfish Rookie. Nice. Tony Perez Rookie. Now, what's in the binder? This is football binder. Oh, okay. They had a complete 62 top one. Yeah, Brandon Bruins having a crazy day today. Is there a different chat that I should be seeing, or this is the chat? Uh, it's a different chat, but you can't see it because we're a full screen. Okay. All right. I know there's a lot of different stipulations. <laughs> um, so this is a football binder. We'll just kind of go through it at a distance. Whoa. Whoa what happened? Crazy right there. <laughs> well, I was testing like a new thing for the show. I wanted to see if people would dig this. <laughs> like Austin Power. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of crazy. Inception, the movie Inception. Exactly, Chris. Um, hope all is well out west. So here is a football binder. We'll just see. Uh, oh. Yeah, this is certainly a nice group of stars. Frank Gifford, nice 58s and 59s. 60 Hall of Famers. 61s. Now, is there a 62 set in this deal? It's a different deal. 62. Uh, 62 set, he says. Oh, that's cool. So there's a 62-football set. It's a big difference between 60s hair and 70s hair, isn't there? Yeah, oh, big time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's infinitely more 70s available. Yep. Never enough mantle cards. Agree with you, Russ. You know, it's funny. I've been talking to a few different dealers in like the last week or so. And uh, just said, hey, you know, got any like low-grade mantles or whatever? Uh, you know, could always use them. And they're like, you know, is, is Gary Vee going to talk about mantles? I'm like, do, I literally I said this. I said, do we need Gary Vee to talk about mantles? <laughs> like, like, guys, you know, at some point you just you just know it's uh, – it's it's good stuff to stock. Yep. Um, well, that's pretty cool. So that's just the highlights of the collection, right? Some. Some. All right, very cool. Well, you can go in there and grab. I'd like to give away uh, a Hall of Famer uh, from the collection. So uh, I'll give you a minute to choose with your thoughts. Whatever, whatever you whatever strikes your fancy. Yeah. We'll just try to keep the mantles in stock if possible. Oh, okay. We'll try to keep the mantles in stock. Locking out the mantles. Unbelievable. I, I say keep the mantles in stock, Sam. What does he do? Oh, I'm not sure really what his deal is. So anyway, thanks. Thanks for tuning in today uh, for Layton's Loft, our weekly podcast here. Now, today we are not actually live from the loft. We're in the office, which is uh, a very nice treat. Yeah, Chris, I feel terrible for you. I was talking to my buddy in Florida. I was playing tennis early this morning inside. And uh, I said, you know, I'd really like to be playing outside. He said, oh, you can. I said, sure. And it's called paddle. That's what you do when you live in New Jersey. You don't play tennis outside. Yeah. yeah. Now when it's 30 degrees in December, like it's to be first January. Um, so uh, anyway, I wanted to offer uh, the participation promo for uh, the loft today. Uh, we're going to be giving away seven prizes, gang. Uh, the only way to participate and potentially have a chance to win is to drop in, say it's high, you know, it's 70, it's sunny in California, like, you know, Chris Coe's okay. rubbing it in. Stop or, it. Uh, you know, others who are saying hi from their postal route, uh, you know, like Cody. Um, you know, others are just sitting back and relaxing. So okay. we appreciate each and every one of you. You've got to be on the Layton's Law Facebook page or the Vintage Breaks Facebook page or the Vintage Breaks uh, YouTube channel, but the correct YouTube channel. So, Yes. So I'll leave that for everyone else to decipher. But yep. ultimately, uh, you need to drop a comment in. Uh, we're, of course, trying to promote uh, Layton's Loft, our weekly podcast here. And that is where we will definitely see the comments. And the seven prizes are as follows. First place will be a $50 break credit 
to vintagebreaks.com. That'll be good for any breaks that you'd like to purchase up to $50. And if you'd like to spend more than 50 bucks, you simply just use the code towards the total and it will deduct that from your total when you check out. Second place will be a 1962 Tops baseball set break spot. Third place will be a 66 Tops set break spot. Fourth through seventh will be a $10 break credit to vintagebreaks.com. Yeah, if I lived in Vegas, um, I would definitely be outside a lot more. There's no doubt. Yeah, Cody, you got to stop this because I'm like half a step from moving to Vegas as it is. <laughs> you got to stop. But that will make it harder for us to do our Vermont deal next time. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. Um, cool. What did you think? Do you remember any of the? Um, I don't know if you still have those cards handy, guys. A couple guys asked about grading on the mantles. And what you thought? Oh uh, no, be. you know what? I just gave them back to. Yeah. Uh, I just gave them back. Uh, to the gang, so I don't know offhand, but we can certainly look at those later on. Yep. Um, oh, very cool. So, Lou, I'm going to let you uh, look up a baseball question. This is a 60 Tops Bob Gibson from the collection we just purchased. This is going to be a little bit of a freebie that we're going to give away today live from The Loft, Layton's Loft weekly podcast. All you have to do is answer Lou's trivia question first on Layton's Loft Facebook page. And, Lou, I'll let you have some time whenever you're ready. Yep. No, I've got one. Awesome. And the fact that it's a baseball question is a hint, okay? All right. Where did the Beatles play their last concert? Lou will take care of that. Lou will take care of Lou will take care of that. Getting rid of that screen. Okay. I'll get rid of that. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Very cool. Where did the Beatles play their last concert? And the hint Actually, no, I think I know the answers then. The hint is it's a baseball question. Yeah, that's that's how I know the answer. Yeah. That sounds good, Andrew. Now, do you play tennis as well or just golf? Yep. So good luck. That is a, uh, you know, not a, not a bad giveaway, really. It's a second year Bob Gibson. I bet you J5 didn't even realize that when he was giving it to me. There we go. Gus Tanglis has it. Gus was the first one. Congratulations, Gus. Dick Park. All right. Oh, no, hang on. I'm sorry. That's my mistake. Brandon Miller was the first one as I'm checking here. Okay. My mistake. I'm sorry, everyone. Brandon Miller. Yep. And again, guys, all these come in. We're aggregating two or three different chats on several servers coming in here, and it's the one that comes in first to me. And uh, I apologize, I missed Brandon at first there. So, but Brandon, sorry, Gus, he beat you by a little bit there. I just missed the answer. So now, uh, if I want to open another pack, Lou, do you know how to switch the camera? Or do I need J five for that? Uh, J five has to come over and. Yeah, maybe you can just show me how to do this. I don't need you to come over every time. Back that side, you want to turn off the eyeball on that highlighted player. Go up. To where? To that eyeball. To that eyeball. Yeah, left click. Okay. Okay. Let's look at it again and go back. Yep. And then we'll take care of the camera. So can Lou see this now? Yeah. Yeah, Lou's going to switch over right now. Great. So, Lou, this is a uh, 2019 Hoops Premium Stock Pack. Uh, solo pack. Uh, I'm a big fan of basketball. Season's underway. Mm-hmm. I've been enjoying. Uh, I, I I'm trying to order the NBA season pass, but you know it's not that easy to get a hold of people at the cable company. I try to do it online just to hit okay. And really, like, you're not eligible, so I, I might I might need like the a new box. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that hard, huh? They're not making it easy. I'm trying to give them my money. Just stream it online and Chromecast it up or something? The thing is, I already have, like, multiple devices. Like, if I'm working on a computer, I can't have the basketball game on in the background on the computer I'm working on. True. So I have, like, a nice little setup of the TV right behind the computer screens. Plus, I can listen. I like to listen. You know, plus, I sometimes listen to podcasts on my phone while I'm doing work. So you're not at my point where I have, like, three laptops at home. 
<laughs> no. Point yet. Although I have my laptop and a desktop, so it's, yeah. it's I'm definitely not short of technology. No, no, no. Um, so Lou, right now we're gonna open one of these. I thought it'd be fun. If we pull a Zion, yeah, so do I, Matt. If we pull a Zion or a Ja of any kind, we're gonna give away a bonus $25 break credit right on the show. Wow. Yeah, I figured it makes it fun for me to open and I get some people to root for me because they want me to do well and pull a Zion or Jacques. So What's the money? Yeah, it's a nice product, Matt. Nice product, nice product, Matt. And what I like is the different forms of it. You keep the cost down a little bit uh, with the retail version of some of it because the hobby version is very expensive. Oh, chef's here. Ted's in. Hey, what's up, Chef? Now it's a party. All right. Let's see what we got. I'm going to do it like this so that way everyone has a live reveal. Those are beautiful. Yeah, no, they do, I really like the Hoops Chrome. They're basically, it's Hoops Chrome. They yeah. call it um, Hoops Premium Stock, but it's really Hoops Chrome, and I dig it. Clay Thompson. Jimmy Buckets. Brogdon's off to a good... Whoa. The little shadow outline on the player is such a cool little feature. Yeah, I know. They did a nice job with this. From thing. a graphic design standpoint. God, such a neat little feature. Doctor. Doctor's in the house. I think... Is that a silver? Ooh, all right. I mean, it's not... He's not unbelievable. Unfortunately, there's a lot of talent that's young um, on New Orleans, so I don't know when he's going to get much more playing time. But this kid's not bad. We just got a silver of Alexander Walker. He's in his second year now with the Pelicans. Pretty cool. Too, yep. Andrew Wiggins. And then Cat, Carl Anthony Towns. Very nice. Now you get a bonus pack. These are the lasers. These cards are really cool. You get three per cello pack, Lou. Mm -hmm. Hey, what's up, Stuart? Happy New Year. Oh, I think I got a decent one here on the back. Bogdanovich. Very nice. These are the lasers. Mike Conley. Nice hair. Keldon Johnson. A lot of people like this kid for uh, the Spurs. EJ's here. Hi, EJ. So this resurgence, I don't know if it's, it's probably wrong to say a resurgence in the hobby, but this surge in the hobby, are modern cards fueling it? Or how would you... What's fueling it more, the modern cards or the vintage cards? Um, oh, did I do something wrong, Lou? I just hit that eyeball. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, so uh, it's a great question. I think it depends on who you ask. Mm -hmm. But you could argue both, right? Yep. Um, I do think that it's a little bit more of the modern. However, it also depends on how you define modern. So some people define a Michael Jordan rookie as modern. Other people define modern as the last two years of basketball, 1819 and 1920. So it really does depend on your perspective. Mm -hmm. If you had to say how much are Clemente rookies and Mantle rookies driving the market, I don't think it's really about that. I think what's happening, um, there's a lot of institutional money coming in, Lou, for the first time really ever in our hobby, and not just from one place. 
Mm-hmm. There's multiple fractional share companies. So when I talk about institutional money, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not just talking about people who are buying it for investment purposes, but also the fractional share companies like Rally and Collectible. When you're bringing in, they can trade a card for thirty dollars or $40,000 and sell out shares of it in a half hour. That's institutional money. Yeah. Um, and so beyond that, there's now other folks that are heading up. Uh, I think DJ Ski is involved with a fund out in California. Uh, my friend Jason's involved with a fund. Um, and I know of at least one or two others. And so what a fund is doing is it's buying, whether it be individual cards, sets, wax, some mixture or hybrid of that, and effectively taking off quality material from the market or from the hands of collectors that, that may actually put it into their collection. Therefore, once again, causing the drive up in prices. So I don't know that all of those places are only buying um, modern cards. In fact, Collectible today, they debuted a PSA 852 Tops Mantle and they sold shares for like 10 bucks. And I bought a bunch of shares, not just because I think it's a reasonable deal, but I also, I want to be able to share with people my journey and, and you know, explain to people a little bit more about fractional shares, how right. it works. And not that I have a stake in any of these companies, I don't, but I do find the, 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 the concept of it fascinating. I know my friend Chris Coe does, uh, and I know others in our vintage-based community do as well. Okay, so I had a little different, when I was thinking of that question, what I was really asking, I think, you gave me a, a great answer and it's stuff I didn't consider. I think what I was really asking is the demographic of the hobby coming down. In other words, um, are younger people being drawn into it? And I guess I would ask, um, is younger money being drawn into it? Because what we know, the problem with the younger demographic is they don't necessarily have this type of disposable income. But it has been driven for so long by the older collector because it's nostalgia-based, right? That Clemente rookie, that Mickey Mantle rookie, they're going big for them. Are they creating younger people in the hobby because they're dealing with modern names, names that they know, names that they grew up watching or they're watching now? Sure. So, you know, my brother-in-law, Deb, not sure if he's watching. He's a little bit younger than me. He has uh, a couple friends. They're buying cards. Uh, there's some young, you know, 20-year-old entrepreneurs that seem like they've done well on YouTube uh, or in other businesses. Uh, I've been fortunate. A couple of them have reached out to me. Hey, you know, I'm about to buy this card for $35,000. You know, what do you think of it? Um, so I, I do. I think that it's happening at all different angles. So I'll bring up LeBron. I'm not going to argue either way. Is LeBron vintage or is he modern? If you argue that he's modern because he's from 2003, well, he's, he's, I mean, his card and, and LeBron in general is having a tremendous impact on the market. Um, it doesn't matter if you're 20, if you're 15, if you're 30, 40, or 50. You know, I, I don't necessarily consider LeBron modern, but I consider LeBron more modern than, let's say, Clemente Rookies. Yeah. Isn't he both, though? Because if he, he starts in 2003, the 17-year-old in 2003, mm-hmm. who, who came into his own watching him play is now 34 now, probably into his prime and you know, might be into his prime and in, in generating income and might be willing to buy. He might be nostalgic to the thir- to the 30 oh, that's, right now, the so, so that, that, that's what I was trying to get to. So when you talk about yeah. modern, like I don't know if a 20 or 30 year old is necessarily choosing that over buying Luca or Trey Young's or Zion rookies. But I just think in general, like my Instagram feed looks a lot different than it did 12 months ago. I mean, there's just, there's a lot more people active in cards. Yeah. And I think that, just because modern sports is back and we're now playing basketball, we're now playing football, knock on wood, we will play baseball this year, right? And mm-hmm. there'll be a hockey season. So I think that cards were already doing great before that. I think with sports being back, uh, places like Star Stock and other places that are trying to create the stock market type atmosphere 
um, for, uh, you know, for modern cards, I think will certainly drive, you know, the modern card market being traded. But I think that ultimately, you know, it comes down to whether it be uh, you're 15, you're 25, you're 40 or 50, you know, we're all going to gravitate towards greatness. So if you start off collecting modern and Mahomes is your guy, maybe you'll go back and buy Brady. If you've been buying Brady, maybe you move forward and you buy Mahomes or you move backward and you're like, you know what? I really kind of want a Montana. And if you move backward from there, then you're going to get a Bradshaw or a Namath. So I just think that what's really fun, probably similar, I guess, to like almost like the video game market, you know, there's a lot of different entry points. Yeah. Like you can buy a really easy to play football game, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can buy a super duper elaborate like role playing game. You know, I'm not that into video games. I know the guys right. here are. Um, so I think it's the same kind of thing. I think there's a lot of different entry points. Some people are entering through Luca. Some yep. people are entering through Trey. Some people are entering through Juan Soto and Acuna. Others are entering from just a little bit before, right? They're in the Durant LeBron era. And then others, you know, maybe like me, like, yeah, I love LeBron, but you know, I grew up with Kobe and Jordan, you know? And then, so I just think it depends on your entry point, but they're all being, they're all like, everything's being exploited right now in terms of, uh, there's just a lot more people coming in, in all these different entry points. So from an investing standpoint, and this is my instinct, you can tell me if you agree or disagree, from the modern market, the NBA is going to drive it because people have a different relationship with NBA players than they have with any other sport. I mean, they're fans of teams, they're fans of players, they're fans of Brady, they're fans of Mahomes. You know, that much is true. But there seems to be a different relationship between the public and, and NBA players. Um, right now, but just like any, everything else in life, Lou, nothing's forever. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think baseball is doing fine. I think football was like hotter than a pistol up until about 12, 15, 18 months ago, right. When they had some, let's just call it PR issues. Uh, you know, whether you agree, disagree, whatever the case may be. And then to be fair, the NBA game really just lent itself well to the bubble. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and getting started right sooner than football, baseball kind of missed the boat. They started later. Um, but I mean, I would tell you like, and I, and I think this is cool stuff to share and, and hopefully we'll be doing a card show just on card chat, uh, in the near future here. Um, but one of the things like I would talk about, for example, on a show like that, I was talking about with our VP earlier today. So modern cards, as cool as it is to watch, they're very expensive, to enter the market. That's why breaking so, you know, so great because you lower the entry point, but you can go out and buy like a 91 upper deck basketball box for $50. You get like 11 different Jordan cards. Yeah. And you have a chance like PSA 10 Jordans out of that set sell for 50 to 150, depending on which Jordan card. Um, now you might get them back. Like by the time your kids are in college, you know, looking at Dougie, his kids are pretty young, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but, you know, nonetheless, um, I just think that with everything going on, um, it's cool you can jump in at any point. Like it used to be, Lou, hey, if modern was hot, well, then people will jump in with modern. But if it's not hot, they won't. Everything's so hot, people can choose their entry point and be very happy and satisfied that the market is vibrant. It's moving in a direction that, you know, listen, let's be honest. I don't care if you're collecting for fun, for sport, for investment, a hybrid. People like when their portfolio goes up. They like when their cards go up. Yes, they do. But I think it's interesting how you just explained how it kind of fuels the breaking industry a little bit because of the entry point from a financial standpoint. It's really interesting the way the symbiotics of the of the business and how they've worked, huh? Oh, very much so. 
you know, someone was saying to me, uh, I think it was two days ago. They're like, late, you know, you don't sell as much on, uh, you know, eBay. I'm like, yeah, well, first of all, it's an impossible place to do business. Um, and, you know, I'm not trying to be disparaging. It's just, it's, it's, it's just the truth. Um, and so for us, we're fortunate. I have like 45,000 names on our email list. I sell stuff privately. We sell stuff through vintage breaks, meaning, you know, two vintage breaks, and they put it on the site, whatever the case may be. And really, you know, when there were card shows, card shows were starting to be more active. Um, but, uh, you know, you don't, you don't have to necessarily put, uh, you know, all of your eggs uh, in one particular basket. Um, and uh, I just think that for, you know, for, for the overall market, uh, it's so, I mean, you know, some people are saying it's not healthy because stuff's gone up so much. Yeah. But here's the thing. If you're upset because it's gone up so much and you don't have it, like I get it, but there's still plenty to collect. I mean, like I said, even Jordan's. You could go out today and spend five hundred dollars on Jordan cards, hundred dollars in Jordan cards, and have a lot of Jordan cards. Not going to be the eighty-six Fleer, not going to be the eighty-seven Fleer. Won't be a rare insert, but you know, at the end of the day, like, why are you collecting? So if it's it's about collecting, there's a lot of opportunities. Um, if it's about investing, there's certainly going to be more opportunities than ever, uh, especially with fractional share places like Collectible and Rally uh, coming out. Uh, Ken says it's more about limited numbers of top players, one of one or one of five or one of 25. There are thousands and thousands of Lewis Roberts cards, but hundreds of variations. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, there's been uh, two types of thought. Well, I'll bring up Luca instead. So there's the thought that, hey, I'm going to trade the, um, you know, Luca Doncic rookies uh, that are base because everyone can own one. And then there's the other folks who, you know, or like, yeah, but for the same money, I can get a numbered version of blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, that is cool, but not as many people know about it. And so one of the things I plan to talk about on the new – I got Sam's attention. I'm talking to Luca. Um, one of the things we're going to be talking about, Lou, on our new card chat show uh, coming up is exactly that. Like I was having debates offline with Drew, and we're like, holy shit, this is great content. People would want to hear – and I, I mean, I'll tell you, this is an example – so I'm debating dropping between like a thousand and fifteen hundred on another Luca card. Mm -hmm. So by the way, I do look at buying cards a little bit now more as like a portfolio. So in other words, if I already own a lot of Luca, unless I'm getting it in a collection at a really good price, yep. I'm not going to go out and secure more Luca because I don't have an unlimited bankroll. Right. But I know, you know, I have about a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars earmarked for an additional purchase and investment of a Luca card, and I've been debating: is it going to be a mainstream card? Right. Like I like Chronicles. So is it going to be that Obsidian card out of Chronicles? But it says preview on the back. So I was debating with Drew, like, why I don't like that. But then there's a Phoenix brand in the Chronicles brand that Phoenix in basketball doesn't have its own brand. And there's a numbered version of it. And it's just so cool. And they're similar in price. Yeah. And, and they're really, to me, being the card nerd that I am, I really do enjoy debating. There's not a right or a wrong. It's about debating. Right. If you want the more rare card, you very obviously get the numbered. If you don't care about that, buy the card you think that looks cooler. For whatever it's worth, I think they both look really cool. So it's not like I think one looks ugly and one doesn't. I like the eye appeal of both. Um, you know, ultimately, what I do in situations like that, I know it sounds crazy. I'm so careful with, you know, my money or our money, however you want to look at it. Um, I just waited. I didn't make a, I didn't make a jump. I like, I'm really into data. So that's another thing that I wanted to share with, you know, card collectors, Sam, I know you're just getting started out in your journey. Like when you play poker at a table, you know, 
people oftentimes say, hey, you know, the best hands are the ones you don't partake in, you know, you fold, you don't get involved. I'm not saying that I folded, but I do think that for me, like I was talking to Gilmore about this. Hey, Gilmore's told me like buy more, for example, Obsidian Football. It's a great product. And even though he was 100% spot on, yeah. I like and I've authenticated that he's now seven for his last seven when telling me products to buy that are going to go up so that I'll feel more comfortable. Maybe the next product I really like, I mean, he joked with me. He goes, late. well, just check with me before you spend $84,000 buying a pallet. Because sometimes <laughs> when he says good, he means buy a case, not like $100,000 worth. Right. Um, but it's the same kind of thing with Luca. In other words, Sam, if I thought that one of those cards was burning a hole in my pocket like I needed it, I would have bought it. But I almost now kind of want to see where the market goes. And like, hey, maybe I would have chose this one. I would have chose, like, I would have gone with the numbered one. You know, Gilmore's like, oh, I'll go with the Obsidian one. It's cool. It's this, it's that. I just like the other one better. But you know what? For me, I know this sounds weird. There was actual just fun in doing the work and, the, and, and getting to the point of the finish line of the transaction. And even though I didn't deploy the money, the truth is, like, I still had almost as good as a good of a time doing the work. But I'll tell you this. That work will also prepare me, just like the work I'm trying to do in tennis this morning will prepare me to hopefully be a better tennis player. Yeah. Um, so, Sam, someone hits me with a good deal for a Luca, let's say on Facebook or a dealer texts me, you know that if I'm in that market and I know exactly what's going on with the Phoenix and Obsidian, I'm making it up. They're, say, 1000 each. Some guy goes, you know what, dude, I'll take 800 It'll take me all three seconds to write back, sold. What I mean is, even though I wanted to choose one or the other, if all of a sudden I've just now saved 20%, and I'm using round numbers for a reason, I can tell you my answer. My answer is I'm buying the car that's 20% cheaper because I'll use that $200 very wisely. So just, I think this is going to be, I'm curious, Sam, I think this would be kind of fun talk for a card only show. You know, it's definitely nerdy card talk yeah, um, and very analytical, but it's, it's stuff that I enjoy. I'm curious if you folks enjoy that as well. Do worry about... Um... And investment means risk. Uh, it's just they go hand in hand, of course. And uh, I'm trying to, you've got a young player, a young NBA player, and I'll just use an example. Let's take uh, Antonio Brown as an example in the NFL, who is a player who is an elite player, a clear Hall of Famer, and then ran into this mess at the end of his career and just was done. And, Sorry, and what did you say, Lou? I, I, Antonio Brown in the okay. NFL. Oh, AB, yeah, sure. Clear Hall of Famer, uh, one of the oh, yeah. wide receivers yeah. of all time, and then ran into this mess in the middle of his career and got totally disrailed, derailed. Could be an injury, could be a domestic incident, could be anything with any player. But any one of these young players you get heavily invested in, and for some reason, their career, we're all assuming they're going to be uh, Hall of Famers and elite players, and they're going to play another 15, 20 years. doesn't always happen that way. No. So I just wanted to make sure I, I'm hearing you correctly, but what's your actual question about AB? You're basically pointing out there's a lot of risk. The question is, do you worry Do you worry when you buy into a young player in the NBA or a young player in, in any league as a surefire investment for a card, do you ever worry about the burnout factor that he could be, he could Antonio Brown it and just totally derail his career at some point? Yeah, Lou, of course. Why do you think I didn't say I was going to spend 15000 on Luca? Yeah. Yeah, like I think Luke is a great player. To be honest, Sam, if you've been watching, he looks a little sluggish to start the year. Doesn't mean that he's going to be sluggish at the end of the year. But I'll tell you, there's no better way to do your homework, especially with sports that are playing now, to watch. Yeah. So my point is, Lou, yes. Not only do I worry, what I'm saying is, I mean, look, I don't even know how much I spent. I didn't even show you off. We just bought a collection for like $8,000. <laughs> if we have time today, we're going to – that was a different collection than the one I just showed you. Um but uh, the point is, Lou, like to me, 
That's why I like running Just Collect. Yeah. I don't mind taking some of our money and deploying it and buying a Lucas or Mahomes or whatever the case is. Right. But if you look at our company and what we buy and sell in aggregate, it's just a percentage of what we do. Yeah. Because I am concerned. Like I know there's people who've hit like monster home runs. Like they might have, you know, they might have a three hundred thousand dollar bankroll now because they put all everything all in on Luca. Yeah. I'm like Kanish from Rounders. You ever see that movie? Yes. Fantastic movie. I was talking to someone recently about it. Um, and uh, you know, Kanish is one of my favorite characters from the movie. Yes. Uh, and he's got that scene where I don't know, he's taking a schwitz, right? He's doing something. Uh, and and you know, Matt Damon's like you know, I got an angle or he wants money. And I think Kanish is like willing to help him. But basically he's trying to tell Matt Damon, like, hey man, I do my work every day. I make my money sitting at the table and doing that grind. Like yeah. you may think that it's, you know, uh, like worldly type of, uh, you know, skills that I have. But let me assure you, and he says it in only the way that Kanish can do it, right? Like. I've been doing my, my bad beats for like, you know, like I, I just, I, I just yeah. know what I felt when I see that scene. And that's the way I look at myself when I, when I handle cards, believe me, there's part of me that would like to just, you know, and believe me, I love the greats like Ruth and Clemente and Dr. J, but yeah, it's exciting. Certainly in paying attention to the modern market, there's kids who are literally day trading it and they're doing quite well, but I don't want to turn my, my eye uh, away from what I built, you know, just collect right. uh, doing, which is, you know, appraising people's collections, letting them know what we could pay for them, explaining to them where their liquidity is, and just being here for folks, you know, when they want to either buy or sell cards. Would that give you a quicker, quicker profit trigger in some of these things? Like another player I'm thinking of, and you'll appreciate this, Jason Tatum with the Celtics, what you might have bought him for two years ago and what it's looking like right now. And it doesn't mean Jason Tatum isn't going to become an elite NBA player and have a history and become a Hall of Famer and all that. But it, it's a, there's a lot more question involved with that status than there was two or three years ago. You might have been very enthusiastically buying Jason Tatum two years ago. Might not be so enthusiastic now. Sure. Are you picking out Tatum in particular or you're just saying well, in general? Player, just the, the way the prospects on a good young player, especially in the NBA, can change so quickly. I mean, you oh. buy him as one thing in the first year of his career, the second year of his career could be something the fourth, it could be something completely different in the fourth year of his career. Yeah, listen, and you know I'm a Celtics fan. So to yeah. tell you the, the real life example, so I got lucky and probably bought about 20 or 25 Tatum 10s mm -hmm. at like, you know, Prism 10s. I don't remember the exact price, but like, you know, 150 bucks, 200 bucks, like something pretty reasonable. And then they shot up to like 800 yep. or 700. And I sold a few. And one of my buddies was like, you know, late, you're a Celtic fan. How can you sell, you know, a couple of items? I said, dude, do you know that I just took off like several thousand dollars of profit from the table? Yeah. And as much as I do, pay that man, pay him his money. Yeah, exactly. I, I like that man. Um, pay, pay that man his money. <laughs> I really do like rounders. Um, but, uh, you know, Lou, that's that's what I try to do. I I you know, maybe my last Tatum will be free and I'll hold it for Crosby. I'm making it up, but yeah. I will definitely not wait until they're all the top of the market. If there is a top of the market, just because um, there'll be some profit taking along the way. Yep. Like a hot shower, got to get in and out before it turns cold. Yeah, exactly. The problem is you can pretty much predict when it's going to turn cold, especially if it's your shower. Yeah, exactly. Now, how many of you out there are fans of Rounders? Sam, you seen the movie? 
I'm disappointed with you. Doug, have you seen the movie? A long time ago, yeah. But you've seen the movie. Yeah. It's, you don't have to even, there's no. Emily, have you seen the movie? Rounders? No, I've never heard. I didn't think you did, but you're also an aspiring law school student, and it was it was like he starts off in law school. I can tell Sam he's 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 disappointed. He knows he's been wrong, um, but it's okay though. He'll, he'll figure it out. Um, J five, have you seen Rounders? Yeah. Once again, you've seen Rounders. All right. Yeah. Um, and Lou, you've seen the movie, right? Yes. It's been a while, but yeah, I've seen the movie. So, yeah, you know, Ed Norton gets released from jail. Matt Damon's trying to help his his friend out. Kanish is like Matt Damon's buddy, a little bit of his mentor. But like Matt Damon thinks he's the hot shit in poker. And it's just, it's really, it's well done. And then if you read about the script and the production of the movie, like these guys went to fucking underground poker clubs, man, to know exactly what it was like. Oh, we're going to get an ad in the beginning of this. That's good. Yeah. Oh, I was going to get the ad in. Yeah, well, you know, it's a new sponsor of the show. <laughs> we're giving away a lot of free ad time tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Lou, I've been getting a bunch of analytics. I'm looking forward to chatting with you, you know, maybe before next week. Uh, I know you, you talked a little bit about uh, some of our stats from last week, but, um, you know, we had a we had a lot of action on Leighton's Loft last year, right? Yes. Yes, we did. Uh, Leighton Slops, as a matter of fact, I'm trying to remember because I just put the um, the production company up here that you go through is uh, Productive Out Media and uh, yeah. up here and we've got a dozen programs th that we're doing, a dozen or a little more. And Leighton's Loft had the number two show of the year last year, which was uh, uh, the Darren Revell show. <laughs> Believe it or not, you got in late. That's and cool. Then, uh, the number eight show overall. And I think you guys came in third, I think, among all of our rostered on a per show uh, basis and you know it did very well this year that's great well lou we appreciate of course all of your help uh with about 10 minutes or so left in the show one of the topics that i want to talk about which i know is sensitive to all of us uh of course um you know how COVID is affecting the world what do we think is going to happen with card shows and the reason i'm bringing it up is mm. i got something in my inbox today they're doing a chicago show in june and i mean the vibe of it is lou like we're doing this show you know, granted, you know, of course, they could get shut down. You know, yeah. you kind of know all that in between the lines. But they're basically like, we're doing this show. Now, I myself, I'm not doing that show. I'm not going to that show. But it doesn't mean that I'm right. Um, and so it made me start thinking about, even though it's only January 6th, Dougie, yeah. that the Nationals is going to supposedly be at the end of July, early August. And so I was curious, Lou and gang, what do you think the Nationals should do? Do you think that they should try to have the show as expected in late July, early August, or seeing as how, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, everything is being rolled out um, and not yeah. everyone has it yet. Um, you know, do you think they should delay till October? But obviously if you have the national October in Chicago, you really don't, you'd really do run a risk with weather. You know, people are driving from all over. Forget about flying, you know, right. There's a, so I was curious what people think. I, I feel like that's so borderline. That is right. And I don't I don't even feel secure in September, October of next year, uh, the way things are going right now. But I, I think it's interesting that that July show, because so your impression from what they sent out was they feel they're doing a July show and it's kind of. No, uh, that was Chicago, June. June. That Chicago, was not the June. national. That was Chicago, June, like yeah. a different company. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just, really saying it it, it, it. it got me thinking. Yeah. As to like, wow, you know, the national isn't that far after this. If you had sent me something for the national today, would yeah. I think the national is going to happen? I got to be honest with you. 
it's not, it, it, this is just, you know, a small business owner in America speaking the truth while, you know, we're, we're live here on our podcast and, you know, uh, my sister maybe's watching and my neighbor, that's about it. No, I appreciate everyone watching. Um, but all kidding aside, uh, I, I don't know that I, like the way the world stands today, I don't want to say next week or in a month or, you know, everyone's vaccinated and all that, but I'm saying today, yep. like I'm going to go to Emily and Sam and say, by the way, guys, just put in your calendars. We're going away. Cause like the first thing I'd say, Oh, we are yeah. like, not that they wouldn't want to go, but like, you got to think about. So to be fair, let's take a step back. The national, I know Emily's not been, it's unlike any other show. Yeah. You're like, you're basically camping out. You know what I mean? You're not going to a convention. You're basically camping out, but your job is the camping out. So yes, you get to eat dinner, you get to shower, you get to use the bathroom. Uh, I'm saying it to be facetious, like our team works tremendously hard. Yes. Really proud of them each and every year. But it's really, it's fun. It's really hard work. I just can't imagine. So, so Lou, you understand, we go live. Are we going to go live with a mask? So like, we're not going to do that. So pin, pin down your question for me. Is the question, is it going to happen? Or is the question, should it happen? Or is the question, would you go if it does happen? Okay, so let me let me drill down a little bit. Yeah. So my feeling is, if it happened in June or July, or, you know, the national happened in July, yeah. as it stands today, as of January 6th, not to say it wouldn't change my mind, right. but I would not ask my staff to go based on where the based on where the world is right now. Yeah, and I am not high on the COVID panic scale. I would not go to Chicago in July either. Yeah, and it's just because of what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing yeah. from all across, you know, the country. Right. Uh, doesn't mean it couldn't change. Um and so I'm curious I don't think it's changing in Illinois. I don't think it's changing in New Jersey. If you're going to tell me they're going to put it in Tampa in July, might have a chance of actually pulling it off. But again, the question is, would you go? Right. So, I mean, and this may sound a little silly. Um, yeah, no, Patrick, I've heard the same. So they have plans for it to happen and they're going to make a final decision around Memorial Day. And for us, we're just going to go with the flow. We're going to see what they say. I would love to see. Um, uh, totally, Bobby. I would love to see whether it be you call it the national or something else, just a really big outdoor effort, whether it be it's in Florida, Vegas. Jersey, because yeah. it's in June, you know, because really, if it's in June, you could probably have it almost anywhere. Um, but a really big outdoor effort. Uh, and it wouldn't be easy, but I think it could be pulled off where I just think people inherently would feel safer. And even though I may not ask my staff to go to an event like that, I myself would feel comfortable to shop wearing a mask for, let's say, a day or two or something. Ted's not reading a room. We're not doing a cruise ship card show. That's not happening, Ted. <laughs> And again, I'm not high on the panic scale, but I'm not doing that either. <laughs> no, we're probably going to avoid that for now. So um, would the organizers of the national, it, we're using the national, and of course this has nothing to do with the national. It's all speculation at this point. But would the organizers of the national be willing to roll the dice on a show where they might only draw half the house because there's just still general angst about COVID? You know, I don't, I don't know the answer to that, but yeah. I would tell you that with this, it's the second year in a row. You know, granted, like they don't have overhead, right? You know, but they still, yeah. yep. money, they still have employees and such. So I, I think that you know, much of like a lot of small businesses across the country, even though the national is by no means a small business, right? Uh, not something that actively does anything else besides the national. So the problem is, it's like these conventions and other businesses where you're doing electronics conventions or you know, timeshare conventions, like none of that stuff's happening now. Oh, wait a second. If Snoop Dogg is going to host it, I might do a cruise ship character. Snoop Diggity? 
Yep. That might draw me. Making the cookies, maybe. <laughs> no, I think it's an interesting, and I think someone, I forget who wrote on here that 20, I think it was Ben said 2021 is going to be a lot like 2020. And I think 2021 is going to be a lot like 2020. I think we're going to have a lot more hope. I think uh, as the vaccine rolls out, um, things might loosen up to an extent, but I think in terms of restrictions, I think we're living with restrictions and a little bit of that angst through most of 2021. I, I, I don't think 21, 2021 is going to be all that much different. I really don't. Well, we'll cross our fingers. Uh, on that note, let's switch gears and give away the seven prizes for today. Or you want to give them away, J5? Uh, sure. Okay. Um, but we are ready to do that if you'd like. Nick wants to have it in Soldier's Field with the dome open. They can't put them in for football games, Nick. <laughs> How are they going to have people walking around at booths? That's like I said, that's why I was a little surprised today to see that email from the Chicago Spectacular advertising their show. Yeah, I would be laying low. I mean, how can you make a decision one way or the other at this point? I mean, the Boston Marathon up here was one of the big things. Boston, they assumed they were going to go in September. They're not even promising September at this point. In oh, wow. It's just too early to make a call, I think. Cool. Well, uh, J5, is it easier for you to take over and do the... Yeah, okay. Well, J5's giving me the yes. Well, here's the prizes. We'll show off this collection next week. And uh, stay tuned, everybody. We're, everybody, we're about to list a 1953 Tops baseball set break. Thanks, Justin. Glad you enjoyed. Hope everyone enjoyed Layton's Loft, our weekly podcast. You can find us here each and every week on Wednesday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. All right. All right, so we're going to do the giveaways on the show. We're going to push everybody to the. J5, right. are we going to do the, show, the giveaways now? Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, J5 is going to take over. Take it easy, everybody. All right, Leighton. We'll see you next Thanks, week. Luke. All right, we'll do the giveaways for the show. You can get in on the giveaways, or you could get in on the giveaways by commenting on the Leighton's Law Facebook page, the Vintage Breaks Facebook page, and on Vintage Breaks YouTube channel. We put two shows up so that you guys can just flip over and watch the rest of the breaks tonight with J5 and the gang. So, but you have to be on the right one. That's the one that's full screen right now. Yes. So. All right. So let's do this, Lou. Yes. Um, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> You're getting the list from Doug, right? I got the email. The random. Okay. So I had to share, share. this. Okay. I got it. Hold on, Lou. Hold on. There you go. All right, so let me get the and Doug email me, so I'm gonna get it right now. And Doug is a dance machine. Yeah, it is. Okay, there it is. All right, let's roll the dice. Good luck, everyone. Top seven are getting prizes on ten. Ten times. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And the top seven at ten are Mike Pitts, EJ Bonnier, Lucas Likasinski, Billy Hansen, Jim Lammers, Bobby Burrell, and Mario Morales. Very nice. Congratulations. In there. there you go. That's your top seven. Let me recap the prizes. 
Mike Pitts, you're getting a $50 break credit to VintageBreaks.com. EJ Bogner, a 62-top uh, separate spot. Lucas, a 66-top baseball separate spot. And then 4, 5, 6, and 7 are getting $10 break credits to our website. I'm going to give this over to Dougie so he can take care of those seven individuals. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, Everybody stay tuned on the Vintage Breaks YouTube page for uh, the rest of the breaks tonight. And it'll be up on the Facebook page as well. But you can just flip on over now, right? Uh, yeah. They could just stay. Yeah. Or if you're on that, to be fair, yeah. If you're on that latest Loft YouTube, just come on over. I'll be happy to uh, welcome you guys again. And uh, Lou. <laughs> It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. As always, we'll see you next week. Yes. Have a good one, my friends. Peace out.